Today on the Gary Watches Wrestling Podcast, I've got your Monday Night Raw results right after this. And welcome to the Gary Watches Wrestling Podcast. My name is Gary Cantrell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to check it out. Before we get to Raw, uh, there is a quick news item. Uh, we mentioned in the, I believe it was yesterday's program, that Tampa, Florida was looking to bid on WrestleMania and similar events. Well, today we've learned that Orlando, in fact, this is a report from ClickOrlando.com reporting that Orlando wants WrestleMania back by 2023 or 2025 and Florida leaders are actually going to vote on a plan to spend $1 million with the goal to get the WWE back to Orlando with WrestleMania. So uh, I personally attended WrestleMania in Orlando in 2017. And I mean, I had a lot of fun. There's plenty to do there. I, I definitely think it's a great host city. I, Personally, though, and selfishly, as somebody who likes to make the trip to WrestleMania, would like to see it in different spots every year. But I understand that there are certain cities that, um, you know, they're going to make their bid, and they, they, you know, they see the economic economic growth that WrestleMania brings to their city, and they want it back right away. So, you know, like New Orleans just got it back this year. Uh, uh, New Jersey is getting it in, you know, next year. So, I definitely understand why. These places want it back, but selfishly, I wish they would do different cities. All right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. This is the Raw following backlash. We talked about kind of the, you know the show backlash on on yesterday's program and the response that it's gotten from the fans. And this was their show. Let's let's just kind of give you the quick results, and we can talk you know some other line items here. But uh, <clears throat> show uh, the first match uh, show opening Braun Strowman beating Kevin Owens for the Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, there was an opening show promo where with Kurt Angle, he was hyping up Money in the Bank. Braun Strowman interrupted pretty much and was like, you know, I want a title match. And this was the first step uh, towards there. He, he had some crazy promo about ripping down trees and all this kind of other stuff. <laughs> Braun Strowman, everybody. Uh, Baron Corbin in the Revival defeated No Way Jose and Titus Worldwide. Another Money in the Bank qualifier, Ember Moon, Beated, beat, beated, defeated Sasha Banks and Ruby Riot. Um, Jenner Mahal beat Chad Gable. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler defeated Heath Slater and Rhino. Bobby Roode defeated Elias. Seth Rollins defeated Mojo Rawley. This was an Intercontinental Championship Open Challenge. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defeated Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. And in the main event, which was another qualifier for Money in the Bank, Finn Balor beats Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. There was some interference by Jinder Mahal, who tripped Roman Reigns, which uh, allowed Sami Zayn to come in with a halluva kick. And then Finn Balor comes in, uh, drop-kicking Sami and hitting the Coupe de Gras on him to get the match won. So that's your quick match results. Just some notes from the show. So it looks like they're moving into some sort of a feud with Jinder Mahal and Roman Reigns, 
which again, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't like Roman, I guess you can kind of say in one in one instance you're probably groaning because you probably don't like Jinder Mahal either, but in the other instance you got to think like, well, you know, if you don't like Roman, he's going to be away from the title for now. He's, if he's feuding with Jinder Mahal, this could be a just a random TV feud that doesn't even you know go to Money in the Bank. For all we know, Roman will find a way in. Um, it's 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 hard to say. Um, but this appears to be the direction they're going to go. Jinder Mahal and Roman in some sort of a feud. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. It's something different. I would imagine that it's probably, hey, we know that the people don't like Jinder, so maybe they'll cheer Roman. But, in fact, I think in the what people online would call the smarky cities, you'll probably just get people cheering for Jinder. Or you get the other re- response, which is people just boo everybody. And they don't like uh, you know anything, but um, I, that could very well be a play as well. So that that's that's what we're looking at. Finn Bauer though and Braun Strowman added now to the men's Money in the Bank match. Um, good good for Finn, uh, you know, and I mean good for Braun. Braun really though with the tear he's been on with him winning the Greatest Royal Rumble, I'm I'm really surprised that he doesn't just automatically get a title opportunity in the future by default. Um, there was really nothing at stake with the Greatest Royal Rumble. It was like you you got this green belt, which actually looked kind of interesting, and then you got this big trophy that they're still bringing to TV, which I imagine that'll wear off pretty soon. But uh, yeah, I you know there was never there was never like an official thing that somebody got for that, and and I thought that perhaps it was just simply going to be he gets a, a future title opportunity. That seemed like the obvious thing to do, but that's just not what they're doing. Um, so he's, he's in a money in the bank and, and that's fine. Um, Finn Balor, I hope wins the, the money in the bank. I mean, I want to see who else is going to be in it, but I really want to see them do, uh, more with, with Finn. Um, I was interested. I was interested in the fact that we did not get an in-ring Roman Reigns promo, and I guess that was probably because hey, we're we're in Nassau Coliseum and you know New York market, and people are probably just going to crap all over this guy. So let's you know, let's spare him one. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. Um, I like I like the open challenge that uh, Seth is doing. Um, you know him and Mojo. You know. They had a decent match. You know, I think, I, I don't think people give Mojo enough credit, actually. Um, I think that there was, there was uh, some, some promo he cut on a cell phone. And I don't know if this was what inspired cell phone promos, but he did some kind of promo hype. And I don't even remember what the hell he was hyping, but I just remember it was so good and there are times where he has his bright spots. He's actually uh, from my area, um, Northern Virginia. Um, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of bright spots about him. So it's cool to see him in the spot, uh, having a decent match with Seth Rollins. It wasn't a long match, but it was it was decent. Um, I'd like to see him do more. With the, I mean, obviously, you know, unfortunately, you can't do you can't do big things with everybody. I think that's ultimately what the issue is. But, um, you know, I, I, 
I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Like it's easy to say they should do this, but then not know how to get there. I get that. I mean, if I had, you know, if I didn't have just a fifteen minute podcast, I could probably sit down and just ponder some long, drawn out way to fix it. But there's gotta be a way. Like I remember in the attitude era, and yes, it was not the greatest, although a lot of people think it was. Um if there was one bright spot in the whole attitude era, it's that they found something for everybody. Everybody had like a little nugget going on and they would kind of do a thing. And it was really rather exciting. Um, Bobby Roode with Elias, um, you know, after that injury angle from last week, I'm really surprised to see Bobby Roode, you know, dancing on backlash and, and uh, you know, getting back so quickly with Elias. You know, it's, uh, I mean, we're in a different time now. This is not the eighties where somebody would go away for six months, but, um, I thought it was interesting. I mean, there was no, you know, he, he didn't even have a neck brace on or nothing. Um, that was kind of unfortunate. Ember moon getting in the money, the bank qualifying match. I like that. Um, I want to see him do more with Ember. I really like her a lot. I think, you know, you put her up with Naya. That could be a good feud. Um, if they do it right. So that, that I really like that idea. Other than that, uh, oh, before I forget, the Bobby Lashley sit-down interview, he talked about his three older sisters and how he loved them, but how they bullied him as a kid. And I'm just like, um, you know, and, and as they were setting up this interview throughout the night, they're like, hey, we're going to really find out what Bobby Lashley's all about. And so they have this little video before the sit-down interview with Renee Young, and it's like, hey, you know, he used to be in WWE. He was, you know, trying to go to the Olympics and... Um, after WWE became an MMA fighter, we're not, we're going to pretend like impact doesn't exist. Although we kind of reference it here and there, Kurt Angle just drops some shade once in a blue moon. Um, but, um, when they finally got him to sit down where he could have explained, you know, Hey, I'm here to do this or that. He just talked about his sister's bullying him while he was a kid. And I'm just like, okay, this is, this is, you know, this is nice, but <clears throat> what is Bobby Lashley all about? What is his mission? This is the one thing I think hinders a lot of the characters on here because a lot of people say, you know, when you read internet criticism, a lot of it's unintelligent. It's like, ah, this guy sucks, that guy sucks. I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. You know, I I do have criticisms, but I will tell you what they are. And I think the biggest, the greatest criticism I can give anybody on the roster today, and, and I don't even think it's their fault. It's just how it's presented. I mean, everything goes through Vince McMahon. I've interviewed writers. You can go to the archives and listen to writers that work for the company tell you that everything goes through Vince, you know, so don't necessarily blame the writers and this and that. But um, whether it's Vince or the writers or a combination of, maybe somebody just doesn't have the right idea for Vince, um, it's, it's something to where... A lot of these guys, we don't know their mission statement. We don't know what they're here to do. Nobody's, a lot of times they don't declare what they're going to do. I mean, sometimes when you're at the top, you get a little bit more of that, although they don't really do it with Roman, and I don't know why. Um, I'll leave you with this. We'll, we'll, We'll end the podcast on this. You know, Anytime you watch these shows on the network or on YouTube, um, the thing with Shinsuke leading up to Mania, uh, these WWE 24 specials, the Breaking Ground specials, and a lot of the stuff was supposed to be more real and less, you know, worked kayfabe kind of stuff. But these wrestlers really come off the absolute best when they're being the closest version of themselves. 
and I'm not saying this, it's not like I'm somebody brand new who's making this great declaration of, oh my God, I never really thought about it that way. You know, people, uh, people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, if not, I mean, he said himself, these guys are their best when they're turned up to 10 or cranked up to 11. I don't remember the exact verbiage, but you get, you get the, the, the idea when these guys are being their true self, that's when you get the best Roman. I've seen him in these shows comes across 30 times better than he does on television. Media interviews, one off YouTube videos that are on WWE's freaking channel that don't ever get played on Raw or SmackDown, that they're just on a YouTube channel that people see, but a fraction of their audience sees. And these are some of the best work. Daniel Bryan, when, when he was on his way to WrestleMania 30, the best promos that he was cutting was on these silly little YouTube videos that nobody saw. I don't want to say nobody, but I mean, again, a fraction of their audience saw, whereas he'd go on TV and there'd be the scripted stuff that's just not the best. And I don't know because I'm not back there, but I can just take a guess and I'm willing to bet somebody would tell you, hey, you're not too far off. But I bet a lot of these YouTube videos, talking smack and things of that nature was more of the guys using their own instinct to kind of have a bullet point in their idea of, hey, this is where the story is going. Let me say it how I think I would say it. And, you know, and it comes across so much better. And this is not hard, but for whatever reason, the handcuffs are on with Raw and SmackDown in a lot of cases. And these guys don't seem to speak freely. They don't talk like human beings would talk. But I don't want to make this a rant show. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the greatest problem in WWE today. There's a lot of other companies that don't go through this stuff. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff in future shows, but for WWE who has undoubtedly the best roster that they've had ever, some of the best guys in the world. And this is how they are displayed on TV. It's crazy. It's a better way to do it. Most of these guys know how to talk. Let them talk. Take the handcuffs off. And uh, let's make some money. <laughs> well, they're already making money. They're making good money. It probably doesn't matter what they do. But uh, anyway, 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 I'm out of here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do appreciate your support of the show. Gary's Wrestling on Twitter. Gary Watches Wrestling on Instagram. Leave a review on iTunes. And I'll catch you on the next show.